Hello and welcome to the Inspiring Life School podcast. This is your host, Francis Fidikovic, and on this podcast, I'll be sharing with you the most valuable strategies to live your one wildly beautiful and most precious life, because this is it, my friend. In case you haven't guessed when it comes to life, there's no rewind or pause button that exists. They say that the way that you spend your days is the way that you spend your life. So my one and only goal here is to help you stop wasting your time, stop holding yourself back in life, stop experiencing non-stop negative mind chatter, stop just dreaming without doing, and start living life fearlessly instead with more purpose, focus, and intention. I sincerely want you to live life in a way that when you come to the end of it, you know deep down in your heart that you 100% gave it your all, flaws and all. This podcast is not about doing life perfectly. Instead, it is about experiencing and living life with more clarity and courage and truly appreciating this precious adventure that we are so blessed to be on. So if you're with me here today, it's time to stop spinning in circles, get off the hamster wheel for good, put your hands back on the steering wheel of your life and finally start living life in a way that you won't later regret. With that being said, let's dive on in. Hello and welcome to this episode, which is all about how it takes a village to raise a child. So this is an episode that I've dreamed about recording for what it feels like years. And I always envisioned that I would do it with one of my village peers, but then I decided I just really wanted to share the foundations of this message on my lonesome, which is what I'm here to do today. So I think that we've all heard this phrase before. It takes a village to raise a child. But I think that lots of people don't actually give this statement too much thought, or they just assume that they need to live in a certain village where everyone is like really close knit and tight and living in each other's pockets. And because we don't have this option available to us, it isn't something that we really need to consider. But seriously, like this is one of the things that I know that I've done really, really well in my life that I've consciously cultivated for myself and my family, like a fabulous village while living in one of Australia's largest cities, Sydney. And it's one of my proudest accomplishments to date. So I wanted to share with you how I've done this and my story. So this idea that it takes a village to raise a child is really close to my heart because this is how my parents were raised. They were both born in this tiny little village on this island in Croatia. And even though the population in this village is around 200 today. When they were growing up, it was closer to 500 villages. And because both my parents grew up in poverty and they wanted to create for themselves a really abundant life, they set their sights on New Zealand and Australia, where they both came to live separately as teenagers. They actually met in New Zealand. And when I say they came with nothing but a suitcase filled with almost nothing, like it was definitely true for them and their peers. And they both ended up in Sydney, okay, where they married and they went on to create for themselves a really fabulous life. But they did this alongside and with the support of many fellow villagers friends who'd also taken this leap to come abroad. So this is where I want to take like a trip back in time almost and share with you what my childhood was like as the daughter of two really determined, strong-willed Croatian immigrants who are starting their life literally from scratch. So most of their village friends moved to the suburbs close to my parents and after their work days were done, my weekends and days were spent in the company of cousins and the children of people that were born in the same village as my parents on this same island. And they really cultivated for themselves this true mini village here in Sydney, Australia. We'd all get together on the weekends, like the men would play their cards, the kids would run a mark. The men even built this bocce court at our local park. So that's where we'd go every day after school to play. We had dances on the weekend where the parents would like stay up really late to dance and sing and like while us kids would sleep on the chairs they like put them together with their dinner jackets as blankets and I share this with you because away from this village like back at school I often didn't always feel connected with my peers especially throughout like my primary school and high school years like I had really strict parents who didn't let me do whatever I pleased they were Croatian immigrants they couldn't speak English properly and so that made me different from my other friends who couldn't understand like why they were so strict why I wasn't allowed to go to sleepovers why I wasn't allowed to hang out at the shops until really, really late with random people and come home late at night with, you know, on the bus with them. Instead, my parents' trust was placed in their little village that they'd created in Sydney and the people in it. And their focus was on nurturing a really strong,
strong environment where we could all thrive as kids. And inside this village, I really felt less alone. I always felt supported and understood, appreciated, and really connected to everyone in it, like the parents, the kids, the young and the old, which brings me to the meaning of this phrase. So I want to share with you just a little excerpt from this article by Frontiers, and it was titled, It Takes a Village to Raise a Child, Understanding and Expanding the Concept of a Village. So the phrase, it takes a village to raise a child, originates from an African proverb, and it conveys the message it takes many people, like aka the village, to provide a safe, healthy environment for children where children are given the security they need to develop and flourish, and they're able to realize their hopes and dreams. So this requires an environment where the children's voices are taken seriously, and while multiple people, like the villagers, including the parents, the siblings, extended family members, the neighbors, the teachers, the professionals, the community members, and policymakers, they all care for the child. And so all of these villages may provide direct care to the kids and all that, the support of a parent in looking after the children. So even as kids, like I benefited from having this community or village that my parents had created here in Sydney, but it was actually my parents who benefited the most. Okay. They felt supported while living in a foreign country. So now I want to fast forward to my life post-university when I went to live on this island, okay, the same island where my parents were born. I lived there for two and a half years. The first year was spent living with my grandparents in that village. It was on top of a mountain on an island. It was so beautiful. And the rest of the time I spent in the main town because my parents ended up buying a holiday home there. And the population there in the town was still rather small. It was like 3,000 residents. I think there were like eight villages all up on this island. And while I was living there, like I really knew that this was the vibes that I wanted to create for my own family sometime in the future. Like I loved, loved, loved the safety that comes from living in a village, the feeling of safety, knowing that the kids within that village can go to any parent for help, knowing that they're always going to be watched over and cared by not just their own parents, but other villages too. And there's something so special about growing up in a village or in a village type community. And I remember wondering like, how in the world am I ever going to do this in the future if I choose to live and raise my kids in Sydney? Because by the time I got married, life wasn't quite the same as like when I was younger, that little village community that my parents had created for us had sort of like dispersed by the time we reached our late teenage years. And even though like the older folks still spent plenty of time together, like all us kids were off spreading our wings and it became less and less common for us to spend all our days and all our weekends tied to each other's waist. Hey, my friend, I just wanted to pop in and let you know that I've just created for you a super special thank you gift just for listening to this podcast. So this collection includes my Do Something ebook, the Novius Guide for anyone who needs to stop wasting their time today. There's also my Who Before How Roadmap that pinpoints exactly who you need to become before you can even begin to achieve your goals. And there's also my How to Be a Great Mum Guide without feeling like a maid or a robot, my perfect plan for me time every day. And finally, my ultimate affirmation collection that includes over a hundred pages of my best curated affirmations just for you. So to claim your free thank you gift, simply go to inspiringmumlife.com forward slash thank you. That's inspiringmumlife.com forward slash thank you. And you can sign up and receive instant access to all five gifts inside this collection. Feel free to press pause and do it now because I'm going to be here waiting for you. And this is just another way of me letting you know just how much I appreciate your support. And that's it for now. Let's jump back in to the show. So by the time I had my kids when I was like late 20s, early 30s, I knew that it was up to me to create my own village. So I set that intention, like that conscious intention. And oh my gosh, like this is exactly what I manifested in my life time and time again. Like that first home that we bought when my daughter was one and I was pregnant with my son, coincidentally, it was on this private road with 16 homes and almost every house was like filled with children, exactly my kid's age. Like I'm not even kidding, exactly my age. Like most of the kids were like, we're in the same class together and went off to this big school. Like how weird is that? It was almost like 
like living in that next level stage of Melrose Place. We used to joke, it was like Melrose Place. So the kids would go out and they play on the private road every day. If I needed help with something, I knew that I could lean on the support of other parents. We minded each other's kids. We helped each other out. And ultimately, like what I'd stumbled upon was this little tiny village in the massive city of Sydney. So eventually we moved and bought another house and we moved away from that village. But the desire for me was like still so, so strong for me to raise my kids in this like village type environment. So when we ended up moving, we ended up moving our in-laws into our home. We built them a granny flat at the back of our property so they, my kids could see like the grandparents every single day. And we've lived with them now for over 12 years, even though my father-in-law passed away last year. But seriously, like having that additional support of my in-laws, the kids' grandparents, been life-changing for me. And at the same time, like by the time we moved, my kids were both finally starting school. And once again, like a group of 10 or so mums, we all came together and over time, I cultivated another village for my family where I could lean on the support of other parents too. And it really did feel like we were doing everything together for a full decade. Like all our weekends were spent together. We celebrated all our milestones together. We'd be constantly like organizing events and getaways and week-long camping trips. And like every school holidays, we'd always be doing something together. And the kids ended up growing up with a really large group of friends who were more like additional siblings for them to, you know, lean on the support of, hang out with, and extra parents that they knew that they could reach out for help. And that for me, like seriously, feels like one of the biggest accomplishments for me because it's exactly what I wanted so badly for my family. Even though I live in one of Australia's biggest city, I still created for myself this little village, okay, much like the one that was back on this island where my parents were born. And even though our kids are all like older now, they're heading towards adulthood and they're spreading their own wings and doing their own thing, I have no doubt that one day they're going to create their own little village in the future. At the very least, they can always have our family village of cousins and aunties and uncles and grandparents and extended family, which I've also like consciously chosen to nurture over the years, like always organizing get-togethers, always making time for the people that I love the most. Because when it comes down to it, like we have a rule in our family, like family first, family first, whether it's blood related or otherwise. So you might be wondering, well, how does this even apply to me? Like maybe you don't even have your own village yet. It's okay. Like neither did I. Okay. When I first had my kids, I simply set the intention to go out there and create one for myself. So for me, having this support was super important. So I was always looking for ways that I could support other parents. I love, love, loved having lots of kids over when my kids were younger. Like I loved organizing things. And did you know that you can be the organizer of activities rather than waiting for an invitation to be extended to you? Like you can just extend that invitation yourself. And rather than thinking, well, this isn't possible for me, allow your mind to wonder, what if it is possible? What if you could actively create a village of support in your life. And if this is something that you desire in your life, like I knew I a hundred percent wanted this, like it was not even a question. I needed this. And if you want it to, how can you create one for yourself? And what would that look like to you? Are you willing to invest time in nurturing relationships like these? Like to me, it was worth the investment of time. And I promise you, like, it wasn't as if I met this group of, you know, like 10 or so mums and that were instantly best friends overnight. Like those relationships took time to nurture, time to grow. We bonded over time, over shared experiences. And the more often we got together, the more things that we did together, the closer we got, just like any normal relationship, right? So if you're looking for more support and you desire 
desire more support in your life and you want to create a village for yourself and like this different way of raising your kids, just consider nurturing a village of your own in your life. For me, it's been seriously the best thing ever. One of my proudest accomplishments, the villages that I've created in my life. And I really wanted to share this story with you because I want you to know that it's possible no matter how big the city is that you're living in. Like Sydney's close to 5 million people and yet I feel so connected and so close and so bonded with the villages that I have created. My family, my friends, they are super important to me. And so that is it, my friend, for today's episode. As always, you know, I love and appreciate you all. Take care and I can't wait to catch you on the next one. Thank you so much for listening to the Inspiring Life School podcast. I really appreciate you allowing me to be a part of your life. If you'd love to stay in touch, please know that you can always find me on Instagram at Francis Fidakovic, or you can visit my website, inspiringmumlife.com, where you can sign up and receive so many amazing freebies that I've created just for you to help you implement all my teachings into practice. There you'll also find all my online courses, resources, and programs that I've created to help you uplift your life in seriously the simplest way possible so that you can ultimately create for yourself a life that feels simpler, lighter, and allows you to show up in a way that you love as your best and most authentic version of yourself. Now, remember, this podcast is all about not just dreaming, but also doing because to create true sustainable change in your life, you need to be willing to do things differently. And that's what I'm here to support you to do every single step along the way so that you too can begin to live your one wild and precious life with less stress, less overwhelm, less drama, and instead with zero regrets. Finally, if this podcast resonates with you at all and you appreciate the content, I would absolutely love for you to show your support by leaving me a review on Apple Podcasts. I'm on a mission to help more people wake up to the preciousness of life and to help them live their days with more intention and purpose, and your review will help make this goal of mine possible. Once again, thank you so much. I have loved spending this time with you, and I look forward to connecting with you again. I am Frances Vitakovic, and you have been listening to the Inspire Life School Podcast.